Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. What's up, everybody? It's Kyle Thurkey with Nashville for Nobodies. And Bobby Gordon, and I am super excited about today's guest. She's one of the first people I played with on Broadway. Did you know that? Yes, actually, I did know that. I knew you knew that. (laughs) Did you know that? I knew that, I think. Oh, okay, fine. You're not going to introduce me. Nope, I'm, I'm so you, you, really, you were really excited. I was going to let I you am, do it. I am, but you always do. I, I didn't want to step on your foot. I thought you were going right. for it, so I was just... We're starting with a thing. <laughs> All right, we have in the hot seat today Annie Gavin, who I played with for like the first two years, two and a half years that I was in town, and so I'm super excited, and this is going to be super fun for me. Kyle. Bobby. You've played with Annie a lot also. I have. I have. I've played with Annie quite a bit. Annie fronted for me at the Valentine for a while. So, Annie, welcome to our show. Welcome into my studio. Thanks, Thanks. for coming in. Thank you. So, uh, tell so what's the- funny, Kyle, is we know her well enough to like really ask some specific uh, questions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we we definitely do. So first of all, let's uh get the people knowing who you are. So where are you from? So I am from Colorado, Colorado Springs. I say that I'm also half from Oklahoma. I spent so much time there, so it's where my dad's from. So Colorado Okie. Okay. Slash Okie. Colorado. <laughs> Oklahoma. Yeah. Or Colahoma? I like that. Call home. Yeah. Something. I, we get it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting there. Freeze. Stop. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. Buffering. We already, we already played a gig this morning. I'm tired. Yeah. So, okay. So when did you move here? So it'll be eight years in November. Awesome. Yeah. So you're, Long time. You're just two years behind me. I'm I'm uh, 10 years this August. Ooh. 10 years. Actually. Uh, yeah. T- 10 years. <laughs> I still have that decision on whether or not I want to uh, sign my lease and stay here or figure something else out because that ends on December 31st. So. so you better start making up your mind. <laughs> yeah. They sent me an offer uh, last week and I just have to either accept it or not. So, but yeah, I, I, I got here 10 years ago. I came here 10 years ago for a vacation this week, 10 years ago. It was all popping up on my Facebook and I was like, oh, wow, it's it's been... 10 whole years of me going I I can't do this to all of a sudden doing it every day mm-hmm. so you know so you moved here eight years ago yep so you came from Colorado or from Oklahoma Colorado from Colorado yep. okay how long were you, were you you were born and raised in Colorado yes and then spent some time in pretty Oklahoma much every then, summer okay. yeah all summer in gotcha. Oklahoma so yeah oh so you have to spend all the hot months in Oklahoma. yeah okay. so I'm used to the weather here <laughs> used to the that's, bugs that's fair so why Nashville? What brought you here? Well, kind of like you, I came on vacation twice and I was already singing full time in Colorado and just was like, this is a bigger situation, bigger stage, and I could totally do that. So um, that and I had a really crappy boyfriend at the time who screwed me over. And my mom said, if you're done with this, I'll drive you to o- or drive you to Nashville. 
And that we'll sounds move. oddly familiar, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that does sound very oddly familiar. I've heard this before. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Pretty much, really? yeah. Um, I went through a really nasty breakup, and my mom just looked at me one day, and she goes, I need to get you out of town for a little while. Mm-hmm. I just need to get you out of here. Where do you want to go? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I had no idea. She was like, let's go to Nashville. And I was like, I don't know anything about Nashville, but other than it's Music City, like I don't know anything about it. And we came out here, and I fell in love. Yep. And that was ten years ago this week. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. So today, today, ten years ago, I had just finished up an interview at a store. So I had already found a place to live and a job. On vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On vacation. Three, four days into the vacation. Yeah, mine was like so. that. I was working like a part-time retail job in Denver, and my best friend was the manager. And so she's like, "I could probably transfer you to Opry Mills," and so. I had at least like, you know, $7.25 income to get here with, you know. <laughs> that, you that were like, was, yes, yeah. and then got to Opry Mills and was like, no. And I just folded sweaters. Very, <laughs> very similar situation. I worked at Academy Sports and Outdoors back home part-time, and there was a couple here, one in Franklin specifically, and I was like, that's the one I went to, and I was like, hey, can can I? Tr- is there any way I can transfer to the store? I'm trying to move here. And the manager was like, actually, yeah, we have spots open. Awesome. So he contacted my store director and they talked and figured some stuff out. And so when I went home, I just had to sign some paperwork and they approved it. And here it was you like, are. It was literally three, well, let's see, about two months. So I, I was like two months after like I made everything official, I moved here. That's crazy. It was, it was pretty quick. Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had, a, I had a teaching job lined up and everything to go to, and yeah, nope. I was like, nope. This is this is what I'm doing. This this is what I'm doing. So, yeah, the teaching thing that's just not fun. Nope. No bueno. Never again. Absolutely not. Nope. Mm-mm. Parents are awful people. So, so you moved here. You. <laughs> Am I wrong? Mom, I love you. I know you're listening no, to this. Our parents are fine. <laughs> Students' parents parents are terrible. No, you just the way you worded it. I was like, I'm not repeating that. (laughs) (laughs) I love my parents. There was context there. Like, I'm a great dad, but like the other kids' dads are awful. That seems to be most parents' thought processes. (laughs) (laughs) So you moved here. You're folding sweaters. How long did you do that little part-time job for? Not very long. Probably. I don't even think I stayed. Maybe like a month and a half. It was oh, nice. miserable. It was so hard to be here and go downtown and see everything and then walk into Opry Mills and, and do that. I mean, it was just like, I do not belong here. <laughs> Why am I here? So then I started serving at a restaurant. Thankfully, I have as much restaurant and bar experience as anybody could ever have. Which which restaurant did you work so at? So I was living in Hendersonville. Okay. I moved in. I actually had a friend from back home who moved out here to get away from a bad situation as well. Um, so moved in with her, and I was working at Cheddar's in Hendersonville. Oh, nice. Yo, I love Cheddar's. I do, Dude, too. You, yeah. I don't want to talk bad about a company, but... The food's like, great. Like, like, like I mean, we that's don't, all I care about. Their mashed about. potatoes yeah. are spot on. Look, man, I, I don't know anything about the company themselves, just, but I've had the food. I just assume all companies suck. But yeah. The food's cor- good. I'll eat Corporations, <laughs> I, you know, everybody knows how I feel about corporate America. So. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, I didn't stay there very long either. It was like, I mean, I don't even know if I made it a month. 
on that because I was going downtown all the time and then we'll probably get there later, but did the purple audition and got called for the next day and went into the manager and just said, so is there any way I can get my shift covered? And the guy was awesome. He was just like, you came here for a dream and you should definitely do it. The other management, not so cool. Your story sounds eerily similar to mine (laughs) in so many ways. Like you're saying things, I'm like, do we live like the same life? Like holy crap! It was it was the same thing. I was at Academy, and they knew why I moved here. Yeah, that was just an hourly job to help me get set up. And when I finally had a gig situation, which was only three or four months. After me moving here, I had a, a gig situation arise that I had. I was like, I can't work tomorrow or this weekend. And he goes, Good, go. Yeah, they he have was, to expect that down yeah. here. You know, he, he was. He's like, Man, you, you bust your ass. You're in here every day. He's like, This is what you came here for. Go do it. Like, yeah. I hope it works out for you. I'll see you on Monday. And I was like, I'm I. sure they respect <laughs> the honesty too. If you're not like, eh, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, we're adults. Like. Most are of we? us are adults. Where so. are we then? We know. are adults. Do we act like adults? Absolutely Mm-mm. not. I do not. Great. 100% not at all. Not at all. You know so what's I, weird, Kyle? You don't like 70% of the time, and then you just hit somebody with some real adult shit. Mm. Look, man. And it's like, oh, okay, shit. Like, Kyle's crazy and fun and likes to party, but like... He'll tell you to get your shit together real quick. <laughs> Look, man, we can all party and have a good time and enjoy life until you start fucking up other people's worlds. <laughs> right. Then it's an issue. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, we got to have a talk. <laughs> a little heart to parent. The teacher, the teacher part comes back out. <laughs> yeah. A little heart to heart moment. Anyways, so you moved here. How long was it from when you moved here to when you started doing the Purple Circuit and getting, getting actually so. on Broadway? The Purple Circuit, actually, um, I did the audition. I think I did one gig. I never got to really meet anybody or whatever with that. Um, I kind of freaked out because they wanted me to do a duo. And I'm like, I kind of play keys, but I can't. Like, I was not prepared about the set list, how long everything needs to be, like, you know, or the standards, any of that. So after the first one which i just sat in like i say it was sitting in i was hired to seeing lead on it that one gig um i did not call them back and so i spent a few months bartending let's see i moved let's see i did hard rock downtown i was serving there and then i bartended at the pub in the gulch and stayed there for a long time several years and so i wasn't really doing music at all with them in the beginning but came back to it later on so i started with a different band i was just hungry and looking on gig finder and brian russell collins had posted an ad for a female singer i know let's first name drop of the day um (laughs) and so they hired me and i stayed with that band for a year maybe year and a half and that was uh I don't want to like say all the names, but Eric Gannis was in it, and Corey oh, nice. Scott, and Brian Russell Collins, and a front guy. So, so you were basically with the original emo band, e- minus the front guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was very like, country. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, 
just th- those players, Brian, Eric, and Corey were all mm-hmm. in the original emo band yep. together. That, that's just why I made that comment. Yeah, it was a wild group to get dropped into, but I'm very grateful. Eric was the first guitar player I ever. I was just about to say, if if there's any guitar player you want to be dropped with in in town and situations like that, it's Eric. Like I just remember at rehearsals, just like staring at him because he'd go like they'd call a song and be like, "Let's practice bartender or something," and Eric would be like, "Oh, I haven't played this in a while," and then he just plays it note for note, like exactly yeah, like, like the record. He acts like he doesn't know it, and then he plays the song perfectly, and you're like, his brain just turns on, and he, he just he's a crazy. computer. The number he of times is, yeah. he's literally played the song, walked me through my part. And was throwing numbers for somebody else. Oh, he's insane. He is insane. <laughs> when, when he was the guitar player for us, I mean, I don't... When we were at the Valentine, I can't... Man, that kid. We didn't turn out in a song. Hmm. Like, yep. If he could listen to it for 10 seconds, he oh, knew it. Oh, for sure. Like, it, it blew my mind. Absolutely. He is wired different. Yeah, he is. One of the best players and just nicest best, dude absolutely one of the best people always has a smile so always. positive I don't think I've ever seen him mad I have I wouldn't I want have. to see that <laughs> yes is it scary a <laughs> little bit a <laughs> little bit I saw him pissed off once and I was like yeah you know mm, don't make Eric mad they <laughs> say the pendulum swings the other way too so, like if it's super high yeah. on this side yeah no I mean he but it took a lot for him to get there. A lot. I'm talking like it was like months of building. <laughs> nice. And he finally just snapped. Mm. But, you know, we all have those moments. It, it happens. We're all human. Yeah, we if could, you're that happy all the time, I think you deserve like <laughs> four times a year. To at least, say, <laughs> to at least right. say fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. So yeah. you got dropped in with their band. Where was yeah. that at? Um, so we were playing... Where all did we play? We played Old Red a lot, um, which was funny because I was actually also bartending there at the same time. So is this prior to COVID? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just so, trying to make sure I have my timeline. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. I've, I don't even know the timeline anymore. I'm lost. Um, Aren't we So all? we played Old Red a lot. We played... Where else did we play? A lot of places, but I can't really remember. It I didn't a know long that you time played over at Old Red. Mm-hmm. Right when, I mean, it was like, so when I bartended there, it was from opening day. So whenever they opened, that's when it was. Got you. Yeah. So played there for a bit, and then the I ended up getting fired from that gig. I know Brian talked about he also got fired from that gig. It was ugly. The whole thing was ugly. Um and just bartended for a while, got really, really depressed and was like, I, again, do not belong here. And so I went and I think I emailed somebody from the Purple Place and got hired as a female duo, which is where I met you, I think, our first mm-hmm. gig, Bobby. Yep. Who are you on a female duo with? Jesse Rose. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I do remember you telling me about that. Yeah. And we knew each other, sort of. We knew of each other from back home. We played a lot of the same. They don't have circuits out there, but same bars. And um, we knew of each other. Mm-hmm. And then when she moved to town, I reached out to her and was just like, if you need anything or whatever. And so, yeah, we started the female duo. I don't even know if we called that. It didn't last that long. 
No, because she was still she was still working a day job. Yeah, I and, think she was. Um, like still trying to get everything kind of mm-hmm. anchored down. Yeah, so there was a lot of the gigs that she couldn't make because she had to work. Yeah, that's actually. I do have to really thank her for being busy a lot because <laughs> it ended up being that's how I ended up getting my own shows. Was like I didn't want to not I didn't want to tell the bookers that she couldn't make it. Right. So I'm like I still want to do the show, and so eventually it kind of just turned into my own thing but that is where i met you because she Mm -hmm. recommended you yep because i had met her a few weeks before that when she had just got into town and we met up at chipotle or something like that and we had talked because she was trying to put something together and i had seen a post on the internet and i was like hey i'm a drummer so i think that was our first ever show at crossroads right was that where Mm -hmm. it was that was our first ever show was with you wow crazy that was ages ago and that's how i met you bobby was through jesse at the valentine yep Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy and that's (laughs) how you get gigs in nashville yeah Yeah. you meet somebody and then they and then they and then they and they and then you know everybody Yeah. yeah i'm grateful for her with that too is crossroads we got because i reached out to cindy because i mm-hmm. heard that she is very cool on the women empowerment and helping the girls out kind of thing and so that's how i met her and a lot of the rest of the band so um the since you brought up cindy and the women empowerment thing like i i definitely have a question like yeah. and I know the answer to this question. I'm going to ask it anyways because okay. we had we've only touched on it like once or twice. I think with Chelsea and then with Monty, but just as a female front woman, is it harder to get steady gigs and like have consistent work every week, or do you find yourself constantly kind of having to find new places to work and you're just you're you're being pushed aside? more hmm this is, is probably not the answer that you th- you were thinking um no I'm being I, I, honest, I, I, I i i want to hear your your side your view well before moving to nashville i actually feel like being a female front person was very beneficial and got us a lot more gigs um just because they want a female front and you know you're wearing the rhinestones and doing the like cute barbie girl thing on stage or whatever but um nashville i think it was harder to get into but once you prove yourself people i feel pretty heavily respected i don't feel like i've gotten beaten down too much with that i know there's like little facets to that that are not the same but i don't know I think it's been it's beneficial that, in a lot of, of ways. It's kind of on par with what we've said before about the female talent has to be significantly better yeah. than the male talent to get in. Yeah. And then once they've kind of shown I feel, I feel like that the male, ability. I feel like the male talent can be very mediocre and they're still going to get gigs yeah. where the women have to really like be I, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do too with Which is how you present yourself. Which is not fucking fair at all. Like the wilting flower <laughs> thing is not going to work. Like you have to be like, I am mm-hmm. here and I'm serious and I will keep bugging you. You can say no, I'll keep bugging you though. Well, and that's that's one thing that I have noticed different between the men and the women that I do work with is a lot of the guys are always like 
pushing and begging for gigs. Like, look, okay, hey, can I play here? Do you have a shift here? Mm-hmm. As many yeah. gigs as they can get where a lot of the females are like, well, I only want to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? You know, I want to work these shifts or they're a lot pickier, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but most of the ones that I have had to work with for longer periods of time, uh, that has seemed to be a way for a, a lot of them. And as you said, I think that's very true. When a female comes in here and is like, I'm ready to fucking work. Like, mm-hmm. When do you want me? Where Where can you put me at? Yeah. They take you way more serious than yeah. some of the other ones. So. Yeah, I think I haven't experienced a lot of like wussy women in Nashville. Obviously, they moved here, so they had the like get up and go to do it. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't call them wussy. I would say just more more of a pushover. Yeah. Instead of standing their ground, they're going to take the no and walk away yeah. instead of being like, "Uh, you know, we crushed it on this gig." give it to me again next mm-hmm. week and I'll show you. They'll be like, okay, well, just let me know when you need yeah, me. And yeah. s- you, know. you have to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's one, just, you have man, to be. E- even me, like, when the Valentine dropped me and everything and I was trying to figure out my stuff, like, I started being really annoying to the booking agent being like, hey, man, I've got this band. Mm-hmm. I'm working with these people. Do you have a shift for me here? And, like, and finally they were like, you know what? We've, we've got a a rock shift at snitch. Do you want it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is one of those things. Make yourself readily, readily, readily available. And you're going to get gigs. And same goes. It may not be like, overnight, but once you start, start getting those gigs, they're going to keep coming. Same goes when you're a side guy, like let the people that call you know that you're available. Mm-hmm. Like send out that text message. Yo, if you need anything this week, I'm available. Call me. Because the number of gigs I've got when they're like, oh, dude, yeah, you. I've got three this weekend. Do you want them? I used to send out Sunday night and Monday morning. Hey, great playing with you this last week. Just let you know I'm available all week. If you need a bass player, hit me up. And then usually nine times out of ten, they'd be like, actually, I have a shift this day. Do you want it? Mm -hmm. And within like five hours, I'd go from having zero gigs to seven gigs in the next four days. Sometimes you just got to remind them you're there. I love, yeah, no, I love when people well, do that because I mean, sometimes it's like maybe you've been on the road for six weeks mm-hmm. and I just, you don't cross somebody's mind all the mm-hmm. time, not in this, you know, this pool. Well, no, I mean, you're logically, but, all right, so my basis is out, so I'm going to call the last guy I used and then you're going to go down that way. So if yep. you haven't played with somebody for a month, yep, you're not going to get to them. But if they're like, hey, I'm in town and available, you're like, fuck yeah, I like you. Let's yep. do this. Oh, I love it. And it's a good day. So always do that. Let me know. But yeah. Kyle's doing his picture taken photography <laughs> thing. Yay, promotion. Yeah. So because you front a band, you run into a lot of situations where you have to do that. You mm-hmm. have to go down a list and like, oh crap, I don't have so and so. So I need so and so. I was just going to bring that up, actually. Yeah, I stole it from your list. <laughs> uh, what are some of the things that stick out in your mind when you're playing with somebody that's going to make you want to call them again? Oh, that might see. I was going a different direction, but yeah, I like that. Go. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I'm actually now learning that um, because I have always been like I've always said I'm not a solo artist person. I've been saying that since I was little. It's like I want to be in a band, mm-hmm. and so I've always been in bands with. I want it to be the same people every time. Um, 
and I've had that in several situations for long stretches. Um, but now that I'm doing the duo thing so much, I'm having to kind of like pick people off the website and or you know Gigfinder yeah. and all of that. Um, so for me, it is not being afraid to help front, like not don't say dumb things, but like if you're willing to step up and like there's some dead space and engage the crowd and be comfortable on the mic, that's important. Um, another singer is always nice mm-hmm. if you've been working all week. I know that it's stressful sometimes for the bands to go, she she can only sing this much or whatever. And it's like, man, I already did five shows this week. I really need the vocal help. And yeah. I'm singing Carrie Underwood all week. Like, I'm tired. Um, so singing is a big one. Um, and obviously, we all know the hang. Mm-hmm. Like, the hang is so much more important than anything else. It really is. Yeah, so having everybody on stage that just gets along and the band's having fun. Cause when everybody's on stage, just having fun and having a good time, like people see that mm-hmm. and they're going to reciprocate that mm-hmm. energy. They're going to be like, they don't Oh, have they're, a choice. they're here to have fun. Like, okay, like we can, they're, they're dancing up there. Why can't we dance down here? Mm-hmm. You know? So. And the genuine, it being genuine means mm-hmm. so much to me. It's the difference between going home and being like, Oh, I can't wait to, go to bed and still having that adrenaline running through your system on the way home. Uh, that was a great show. And that has everything to do with who's playing with you. I think. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So what was your version yeah, where were of you the question? Go? I, really well, I, was, I, I was just going to go more along the lines of talking about like finding subs online. Like when, <sighs> because you normally, you, you do normally have a group of solid people that you play with and then you have to find subs. So we were talking about, um, you know, like sending out a, a text that says, hey, I'm available if mm-hmm. you need me mm-hmm. this week. So, you know, you, because, and I see it a lot, because even I've done it, I'll hit you up like, hey, I'm available. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I have seen it more recently with you that you've like been looking for <sighs> some people. and Bass players. Uh, I don't know what I did. I married one. I <laughs> took one off the market and now I can't find any. Um, yeah. We'll have I to talk about that posting. later. <laughs> I hate posting on Gigfinder. It just there's nothing wrong with it, but you do feel like, man, I've been doing this forever. It sucks to have to post because I've tried everybody, mm-hmm. and I like to believe. And this could just be, I don't know, me making it up. But I feel like I play with some of the best people, like talent wise. Oh, absolutely, you, you really do. And so. I don't ever get to know any of like these new people that are coming in. I feel terrible about it, but it's like, I don't, I don't trust you. I don't know like what you do. So I, my list gets, it gets shorter all the time. Cause y'all are going on the road and hey, playing I, with big artists. I, I get that. I mean, my, my list has become significantly shorter lately. It's crazy. I, and you know this cause we've had a situation like this recently. Both of y'all <laughs> know this. I, I won't play with certain people, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I won't. You two, I absolutely love. You guys call me for shit? Yeah. But I'm going to ask who's on the gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's. Um, and it's just, I you know, I've dealt with so much mental health stuff in the last year. Oh, I get it. Three years. That um, being on stage is like my happy place. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be up there and be annoyed and miserable because there's some up there that like just, you know, there, there's people in this world that yeah. their presence just literally eats at me. You don't click. 
So, and I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, I don't have to sit here and like beg and choose and take every single gig. So if there's a few people on a certain gig, I can't do it, man. And yeah. we were talking about the emotional pendulum earlier and that very much, you fall in line with that. If you're having a good time and you're excited, you have all the energy in the world and it's very outwardly expressed and you put on a fantastic show. But if you're pissed off, <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's, I have not seen. That I, yet. I I wear my heart on my sleeve, 100. percent It's been one of my biggest downfalls my entire life. Um, but like, I'm I show my emotions. I'm I'm not afraid to. And like, yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna if someone puts me in a bad mood on stage, it's pretty fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. And I I tr- trust me. Like, I sit there and have a whole internal battle with myself. I'm like, Kyle, you can't do this. You're working. Yeah. You're here to be entertaining. You got to smile. I like, get the fuck over it. But you know, there are just some people, man, that like constantly. And again, I have been that person. And doing a lot of self-reflection, I've realized these things, and this is why I have now. I'm removing myself from these people. I'm 80 days sober today, Yay. and thank you. And like being around these people that just want to get drunk on stage—that's their persona—is being hammered on stage. I can't work with you. I can't. I it. I, I just can't. If, if you're gonna sit there and just chug beers constantly left and right and that that's your thing and that's that's what gets you famous cool man i can't do it i yeah. I, I, I you do your thing yep. i'm gonna go do my thing somewhere else like i just mm-hmm. it, it, it's like the same people that just want to play like sad and slow depressing stuff no nah, i'm not gonna play for you yeah the people that only want to play 70s rock no i'm not gonna play for you like i those are I do this for two reasons. The main reasons, because this is what I love to mm-hmm. do. Yep. And if I am not on stage loving what I'm doing, I don't need to be on that stage. Yeah. This There's, is not the business to be in if you don't love it. Yeah, I know. Pick and, some anything else. And like you, like I get it at the beginning. Like yes, I had to take every gig and I had to play with people I didn't mm-hmm. like and people didn't like me and I didn't like songs and vice versa. Like it's you know you, you have mm-hmm. those situations. I've been doing this for so long now. I've thankfully made a name for myself and, and I feel like I'm doing all right. Like I've got pretty steady work, but so I'm like, okay, I don't have to mm-hmm. pick up some of these extra gigs and, and, and work with these people. I'm just, it's like that saying about the minute you're not having fun, you shouldn't be doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that includes like who you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with in that moment. I totally get that. That's why also just a little side note, if you need to sub out, please do not sub yourself out. Like without ask, like telling me who you're gonna ask. That is the, that kind of thing will happen. Yeah, it's like you don't know mm-hmm. the dynamic, or it, it's absolutely great to come to the table with some names. Yeah, like, I hey, I can't it. do it. I've got X, Y, and Z who can. Mm-hmm. But then you feel like a jerk if you're like, I really you hired them. But, I don't work. I don't. You know. Yeah, because I mean, as a front person, like everything's on your shoulder. It's your fault. Whatever happens, mm-hmm. your fault, and. Yeah, the guy they may they recommend may be perfect for the gig, mm-hmm. but if your best friend can do it and you know you're going to have a good show yep. and you can go into it confident and chill mm-hmm. and not stressed out, that's the way to go. Yep. And no, you may not be able to play everything, but you're still going to have a better show. Yep. You know, and yeah, I, I've been in that situation too where somebody's called out of one of my gigs and filled somebody in last minute and didn't know the player and they showed up and it was 
god awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's know? like sometimes that shift, there's something you really need for it, and maybe that person's a great player, but they need charts, and it's like mm-hmm. this shift moves like fast. We can't mm-hmm. have you, you know. It's just give give me the option. Is yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, like feel free to suggest a name, for sure. but don't hire them yep. yet. Yes. Unless it's indeed last minute and you're just like, all right, just get a person mm-hmm. on the stage. I need a body. Yeah, so like last Wednesday, I literally woke up just like throwing up sick. Like one of those like, I'm not going to be able to be on stage. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to be on stage. And so like I'm texting the guys and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Like I thought this was going to pass by this point. I've been up for two hours now and here I still am. And it's like last week I got some guy. I mean, he from what everything's ever said, he did well. It was well, fine. Yeah, I liked but, it. Um, yeah, he didn't know like the older country stuff, but it, it's a slow laid back gig. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, very little pressure. Bass on old uh, country too. Yeah, probably pretty easy. <laughs> pretty, you can figure probably it out. Okay. You, you can figure it out or fake your way through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like usually I won't do that. There's been maybe five or six times like. And it's usually a morning shift because yeah. I wake up sick. That's not like, and for whatever reason, I'm like prone to food poisoning. I don't know what it is. Yeah, don't know what it is. Hate it. I get food poisoning at least once a month. I'm not kidding you. Like, dead serious. Hmm. Don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I would stop eating out. <laughs> yeah, that, like, bro. I, ever since I've been doing, the, ever since I've been cooking my own food and doing the meal prep stuff, I so far haven't had any issues. And then I decided to go eat out one night, and it's like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> but with our with our morning shift, you kind of have to hire somebody because by the time somebody sees it, it's way too late. Oh yeah, yeah that's a yeah. nightmare. I mean i I put up some posts, and this this guy did. Uh, Colton was that his name? Col- right, Colton. I think so. Yeah, Colton. He he's like, hey man, I can do it. I can be there. And I was like, man, <laughs> here's kind of a set list. Here's you know, this is what I can tell you. It's super laid back. Like. I'd be there if I wasn't literally dying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got you, man. Don't worry about it. So, you know, and, but that he's newer to town, seemed to open a few doors for him now. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. good. You know, being in those situations. And that, that's happened to me where I've filled in for somebody that was sick. And all of a sudden they were like, Hey, you know, we like you. We're going to, and they started calling me and I was filling in for that band more. Well, I got so. called for a fill in shift on Sunday at Mellow Mushroom and, Dan's on that shift, mm-hmm. and I got super excited. Oh, and so Dan. when I found out he was on the shift, I was like, "Oh, cool!" He gave them my number, and then I get there, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" I was like, about to play drums, and he's like, "How'd you get the gig?" And I was like, "I don't know." I thought it was you. I, I don't know. <laughs> who, but, who is that with? Who are y'all playing um, with? Well, oh shoot! Some uh, oh. Douglas Riley. Does that sound? I think that's it. Like I said, I I just met him. I'd never never heard of him before, and I got a text message, and he was basically like, "Are you available tonight?" And I'm yeah. like, "Yep." And then I got one today. He's gonna have me back on this coming Sunday. So yeah. more mellow mushroom and you get pizza. To play with Dan. Oh, I love Dan so much. Dan. We need, I'm gonna get him on the podcast. He said he was not available next week. But Dan and Dan and Dominique came to my Monday night gig, man. I love them so much. They're amazing people. He's I heard people. about that because I got a picture of you and Chalker with cowboy hats on. And he yes. goes, aren't they so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chalker was, Chalker's filling in for drums with us this week. I, we have him tonight and Saturday, too. I'm, I'm excited about that. It's been been a minute since I played with him. Where was that at? I Old Red. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. so oh, that's nice. with Todd Cameron. We play Old Red. Okay. 
Um, my thing is to go around and steal um, bachelorette stuff. I love that. Their jackets, their hats, their their sunglasses. Your job um, description. That's great. Yeah, you know, I I just steal uh, bachelorette stuff. So I stole a hat. I stole the bride's hat. His had like little dangle. It did. Like, it had little, little dangly, dangly things. Like crystal. I was like, <laughs> and like the lights hitting. And I was playing. I was like, this is weird as shit. <laughs> I don't know if and I then, could. I'd, I'd have been too distracted. Been like, Ooh, oh, <laughs> oh, bro. I the, play there, drums. there were a few times where I was a little distracted by the little <laughs> dangly shiny. Like, Ooh. Do you remember when you tried to do that at Legends in the morning and like freaked those girls out? Oh, so that was a little different. Um, first of all, morning shifts and night shifts are not the same. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> morning shifts and night shifts. First of all. Completely different shifts, completely different vibes and energy. You can't just go taking somebody's hat in the morning. I learned you, you don't. Well, they're do cranky that. and hungover. Yeah, they're not drunk yet. A little bit. <laughs> I thought this girl was gonna straight slap me in the face, oh. and I was like, I'm sorry. I was trying. We're just trying to have fun today. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing that again. He gets up on the stage. He's like, well, I don't know, I'm nope. <laughs> never again. <laughs> I was like, never trying that in the morning again. Absolutely not. We'll just, we'll just. Keep that to the six to ten and ten to close shifts. <laughs> Pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> that was so awkward. It really was. Oh man! And you were so committed too. You're like, no, I'm taking the hat. No, I'm not taking the hat. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was committed. And she was like, you're not taking my hat. And I was like, yeah, I am. She was, no, you're not. I was like, no, I'm not. You're See right, you later. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Best part was before he did it. He tapped me. He was like, watch this. <laughs> So I literally, saw all you of did, it. And literally like, oh. exactly what I said. Watch this, and then walked off stage. <laughs> that was good stuff. And didn't stuff. get the hat. See, that's those are the times where I'm like super confident in myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna be fucking awesome or funny. And then that happens, and I'm like, this is why we don't talk. To that's me. where my confidence <laughs> goes away. And that's why I didn't talk to my gym crush yesterday, okay? Is <laughs> reasons like that. <laughs> I absolutely love that Annie called you out, like, immediately. Yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> is what it you're is. You're like, I'm scared. She's like, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I think my words were, I hate you. <laughs> yes, yes. They, they, they were. They were, I hate you. And then I was like, why? It's not your husband. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a very pretty man. Yes, he is. He's a very handsome fellow. Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. Harrison, you're a very handsome fellow. Just going to say that now, all right, buddy? We like, all love you. We do. You're, you're, an, you're an awesome person, dude. And aren't you glad you listened to me? Yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Why? Did, did he tell you to go talk to him? Kind of. Kind of. So once I started running my own band, mm -hmm. it ended up being Bobby and Ian Bennett. And Harrison Doyle. And I don't even... I guess I do remember the moment that I was like, whoa, I didn't notice that Harrison looked like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were we were playing in Kentucky. We were playing at Kentucky Downs. It was, it was like when they shut down for COVID. I think it was that night. Like they shut us down in the middle of our show. And I remember I texted Jesse Rose and some other girl that had thought Harrison was cute and was like, are you guys going to do something about this? Because I just noticed, and like, if you're not, can I? <laughs> like, and, can I uh, do something here? <laughs> yeah. So 
I don't know, like a week or two later or something, I text him and I was like, so can I like start hitting on you now or what? And he had no idea. He's oblivious in general to women. He's like, he's like, we're buds, we're buds. Um, And I think he was, I can't remember what he said. He was like, yeah. And I sent him a meme of let the games begin. And so we were secretly hanging out. Bobby could tell. I don't think Ian could tell until I don't know but well, I told I remember the conversation we were at Honky Tonk Central yep third floor yep and I'm pretty sure I told you I'm gonna marry him well it, it started with <laughs> I, I can't remember if I was setting up or tearing down but you walked up and you're like it's not okay for me to ask out the bass player right and I, I was, was like no it's fine I think I was like, do you and you're know like, But yet? no, like, I shouldn't do this, right? And I was like, no, it's it's fine. He's He seems like a great dude. You should absolutely do it. And you're like, but, like, that's bad, right? Mm. Like, you were straight up trying to get me to talk you out of it. You, you already, like, had your mind made up. You just wanted somebody else to tell you no. <laughs> I tried to talk myself out of it for a long time, too. But, but yeah, I do remember because you were in on the secret a lot mm-hmm. longer than anybody else. So. I feel like that's a lot of people that, like, when they – date downtown in bands they're like oh we gotta be secret about this can't mm-hmm. anybody know <laughs> i've had some of the girls downtown reach out to me and ask me how that's gone and like how the band reacted and like if you're not like a drama couple or whatever i think it's fine yeah and if it doesn't affect the band you two are very like laid back people not full of drama and like so far the funny <laughs> part all is of like, my interactions with you guys and working peaceful. and hanging out with y'all like y'all are very like calm and peaceful oh, yeah awesome people so but my favorite part was like there was a while where like i knew because annie had talked to me about it but harrison didn't know i knew <laughs> and then when he found out i knew like he would just start saying things like with this big smile like because he could let it out <laughs> and he'd be like shut up there's other people here <laughs> Yep. It was great. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, y'all are married. Yes. Do you ever have issues being a married female, female singer on Broadway? Like, No. Um, no. I think people like, well, first of all, as you both just said, everybody loves Harrison and yeah. respects him highly. I would actually say that respects oh, yeah. him highly. They no, they do. Mm-hmm. I've never heard a bad thing be said about Dude, him. There's just he's genuinely one of the sweetest people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like if if you did something to hurt Harrison, you're awful. <laughs> I oh, agree. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he would do anything. And don't for do anybody. it in front of me. Because <laughs> you might be dead. No. Um, and he got claws. <laughs> Only when it comes to certain things, and he's one of them. Um, Fair. I feel like you do got to kind of protect him, though. Yeah. He's fragile. (laughs) He's just quiet. What was the question? (laughs) Oh, what's it like being married? uh, No, we haven't had any issues. Um, I think I'm pretty, like, I don't ever try to hide it from anybody. Everybody knows going into it. I'm married to another person downtown. Um, There's a couple players that I've, you have used on a regular basis that sometimes say a little inappropriate things and that bugs him a bit but he i think he just knows that i mean he knows that i love him and that i can handle myself if anything were to get weird 
So, but I make it and pretty clear that I'm like pretty yourself happy with good people. So if there's yeah, one like, off that's a little I, funky, like yeah. you've got you've got friends. And the band, I mean, the band is those are my dudes. Like we're homies, and it's been that way I don't, since I don't my even, first band. I don't even mean just with the band. I'm I'm also talking about like patrons and people that come oh, in and. Mm. Cause that was that was my problem when I was married. It was like a challenge to girls to get the like they yeah. wanted to talk to me. They yeah. wanted to get yeah. my number. I, I felt that too. And I was I never engaged. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm going home. But I don't really I don't really like get hit on by patrons. Usually we're on an acoustic shift and we make it clear that like Yeah. We're us. Um And truly, I mean I've I've never seen an issue with it when I've been on the stage like nobody I don't, up and, like bothering you i think i probably present myself as closed off to that <laughs> like just in general but no i really haven't i've had some bar owners in the past and stuff that have been a little creepy but bar managers and owners can mm-hmm. be very sleazy yeah 100 like i really don't want the gig that bad yeah you're like no nah, i'm good thank I'll, you though mm-hmm. I'll go back to folding fucking shirts and the Opry piece. Yeah, not seventy five <laughs> bucks and and no bar tab. I'm good. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spin the question Let's. a little bit. Um, how does it feel when you need a bass player and can't find one, and you know that you're married to your favorite one, but he's busy? Well, is there a little piece of you like, hey, like mm, I get it, but you should come play for me because I'm your damn wife? Uh, no. <laughs> Yes and no. Well, it used to be that way, but we've kind of come to the understanding that full band doesn't really work with us like together. Um, he love we love the acoustic thing together. He really loves the like listening room, getting to be an artist, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just we love doing the vulnerable thing together. But our performance styles are very different, and he has bands that he plays with that are more his vibe. Whereas I'm like, let's rock and roll as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's so. definitely more of like as far as like the the stage presence and everything, you are you're more of like the rock and roll party and mm-hmm. he's like the the southern rock country guy just the, we, the chill. Yeah, we yeah, he's more, got almost that like singer-songwriter vibe. Yeah, yeah and we look at music she, that she, way. It's yeah. when when they're on stage, her energy's up here and uh-huh. his is quite a bit lower distortion not that it's bad pretty poor changes like when when, when they play when Kyle Kyle Austin's band he plays with Kyle and you know they're they're pretty high energy and fun but Uh he's still like still Harrison still is like chill we figured out why that is recently he is a musical he is musically minded he is not a performer he doesn't have really any desire to be a performer that is not what like fulfills him in it Um, for him it's like like he'll sit and do scales and just practice. I mean, he practices all the time and playing acoustic now. It's like he's just improved. It's he's crazy good on acoustic guitar now. But oh, he'll just sit and play scales. He's all about the improvements I saw when I would sit when we do the trio mm-hmm. and like <laughs> we do shocked? one or two and then like a month or two later you'd call me for one and I was like, dude, like yeah, yeah, you've had like two weeks. How? Yeah, his is very much about like his his fulfillment is in the technical mm-hmm. and like having achieved almost like a puzzle. Like he loves a good puzzle. I could see that. And for totally me, I'm like, fits. I'm like, let's have energy and go crazy and party together. See, so. and, I, and I'm definitely more of the performance minded. Like, yeah. The same. If, yeah. if, if, oh, you, if it's not musically sure. accurate, but it's fun and we're jamming mm-hmm. is a good time. Yeah. 
Yep. See, I'm I'm that way. However, I'm still like we're jamming and having a good time. Someone hits the wrong note, doesn't play the song right. It, I make mental notes and I and then I'll say something later, mm-hmm. bring it up later. But yeah, I I am very much the performer. I've I've always wanted to be a performer. I've mm-hmm. I love it. I yeah. Uh, it's like. It, it, our souls are fed differently. Let's just put it that <laughs> yeah, way. <laughs> no, I, I get it, man. I was I was having the, having that same conversation with my ex girlfriend months ago, like seven eight months ago. And we were talking about that, and she made a comment. She it kind of pissed me off because she goes, "You're not a musician," and I was like, "Yeah, I am." I get goes, told that she all goes, the time. She goes, "No, you're a performer," and I was like. Mm-mm. But I'm still a musician. Like I still know music theory and can read music and had to learn all this stuff. Yeah, I just really love to perform. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when I really realized I was like, I do, I do love to perform. Like I'm. I mean, it's it's two sides big, to the same coin. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta have both. Yeah, but if there's a big crowd, <laughs> yeah, I'm eating it up. Uh-huh. If there's a little crowd, I'm chilling. Yep. Mm, not as not as excited to mm-hmm. be there. I'm still happy to be there playing music, but yeah, no, there's way a different level of excitement. No, and and you're not you're not okay with playing poorly. You want to play great yeah. music. Yes. So you're definitely still a musician. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's the difference between like a classical musician that plays in the symphony professionally mm. and a rock band. Yes. That's all it is. It's like. Yeah, and, and that's why I tell you, like, I grew up playing punk and rock. Like, I didn't even start learning scales and stuff really till I moved here. Mm-hmm. I knew a couple, but like, I didn't start focusing on music theory till I came here, and I had to. Yeah, like, you know, but I was still very musical and musically inclined, and can play multiple instruments, and mm-hmm. have been for years. But yeah. So has has there been any like scheduling challenges or anything with you and Harrison? Not to just stay on your relationship, but I know like um, musicians have crazy yeah, no. schedules yeah, all it's the time. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of musicians and relationships that listen to this podcast. So yeah. like, you know, hey, um, it's great, actually worked great, out really great well. talking points. Yeah. Um, well, we play on Highwire now, um, acoustic duo and trio. And the cool thing about Highwire is you get your schedule for like a month out. Yes. Um, but we also kind of requested to play 11 to twos so that, and originally it was like, okay, then we can go home and write and still have the day off and not see like all the drunk people and like, yeah. you know, people are sober enough to listen and tip you and <laughs> all of that in the morning. Have a coherent so, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that really, no, it really hasn't. The only thing that's ever caused issues is if he goes on the road, mm-hmm. um, and for a while I was using subs and it just never, it just never went well. Not that they weren't amazing cause they are, but just like the, we didn't, there was no like clear path of how the show was going to go. And yeah. so you go home feeling like this like was not. Your, your show is kind of its own packaged mm-hmm. thing. Yes. And so since then I usually take off if I have a shift sense. scheduled while he's on the road and then I'll do full band stuff with my own thing. So yeah that's cool so like i mean you always hear like you shouldn't work with your significant other and our situation is extremely different than any Mm -hmm. other workplace so it's really cool that you can have that time to do your thing together yeah and then each have your own career path and i think that's probably the only way to do it and make it like successful and stable yeah um 
No, I totally, yeah, we had that conversation a long time ago of like, again, with the like different like feeding of our souls. Mm -hmm. I knew that I still need to go do full band stuff. Um, And he just loves the road, you know, he loves Uh, all of that. So I like to travel. Yeah, we just, me too. But we just, we just, uh, I mean, the goal is to do our duo and we're making some moves on that right now. Um, But yeah, for the paycheck shows and gigs it's it's been easy for us but we like each other so it's cool to hang out and a lot of a lot of this stuff was established way up front because you were already working together mm-hmm. and knew each other and knew each other's career ideologies and stuff mm-hmm. before hey let's go out ever happened so yep. that's super cool yeah yeah working in this industry together before you start dating like so you already like know each other's lifestyles and yeah. what to expect makes it way easier than going into a relationship where you don't know each other's lifestyles and mm-hmm. they don't line up. That's like, it's like it, half the girls I've dated, like at first are like, Oh, I love that you play music. Mm-hmm. And then a few months down the road, Oh, I hate that you play music. Yeah. My yeah, shit didn't change. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, well, yeah. Cause it seems cool. And uh-huh. man, my mom told me this after my divorce, she was like, Kyle, you need to be really careful because you know, you've been in a relationship the entire time you've been in Nashville and now you're playing Broadway full time. You're a, you are a full-time musician you're touring you're doing all this stuff she's a lot of people are going to see you and have this like fantasy idea of you mm-hmm. and then once that wears off then they're gonna drop you real quick yep and it's 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 true it's very true bottom line the rock star thing. you think you're in love with is a nerd First of all, if anyone ever calls me a rock star <laughs> I first of all tell them like I'm not a rock star I'm not playing stadiums nor do I have number one selling albums i am not a rock star i'm a full-time musician mm-hmm. completely different yep. and if you continue to call me a rock star well guess what i know that you are not in touch with reality yeah. <laughs> well then Thank we you. have different definitions of rock star because to me you are absolutely a rock shut star. the fuck up <laughs> when you are be... on stage and you bring your energy look you this isn't about me this is annie gavin yeah, here no. <laughs> we're here to talk to annie we're not here to talk to me okay i've already said enough about me today let's keep talking to annie all right? i think it would be really hard i just was talking about this the other day to date a musician if you're not a musician i totally mm-hmm. get why people can't handle it oh absolutely totally like it's just even scheduling even a broadway you know broadway musicians you're a professional you're right you're a professional musician there are different levels i don't know about professional again the definition of professional (laughs) is you do it for a profession just because you're a professional (laughs) musician doesn't mean you act professional i'm a professional fuck up that's about it i don't know (laughs) i just i there's another side of that too where i'm like girls literally say they won't date a musician and i'm like that's not very fair but i guess i understand why i mean it's tough like even just on a logistics level we want to work the hours most people want off mm-hmm. those are the times we're like oh please give me this slot yeah six like, to ten ten to close give them to me yeah, all day if long you want to go out of town for a weekend bye see you see I'm when working. you get back if i got a gig i'm working yep and then it's like when the whole idea of like family stuff comes up like oh we're gonna do a birthday thing i was like that's cool i have a gig yeah and it's a good gig and i don't want to lose this gig so i gotta take the gig like we can do something special later or reschedule but i can't say no yeah this is like there's circumstances and especially on broadway because if you say no there's a solid chance you don't get the call next time Mm mm-hmm 
yeah, that goes for just family in general. Mm-hmm. My mom came to visit and it was like, she's like, I thought you were going to be off, whatever. And it's like, well, this is a new circuit that I've been really trying to get into. I can't say no. Yeah. Like, I know you're visiting, but he'll never call me back. So I totally, yeah, and And, and so tough. you have to be careful. You have to pick and choose because mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunities, but a lot of them are a one-time thing. Yep. I mean, when my dad came to visit not too long ago, I told him, I was like, hey, look, I know you can only come in these days, but those are the days that I'm working and I work every night that you're here. Mm-hmm. I know we have some projects we need to do at the house. We're going to do those in the morning. Yeah, I'll be tired as fuck. I know it. Shut up. Let me be tired and get through the work. And I'll say this, though. My dad, for being, what, 67, 68 years old, came out to my gigs every night, Aww. three nights in a row, and sat there almost the entire time watching my gigs. So that was pretty cool. That not pretty, that was really fucking cool. But, yeah, it it is, man. It's, it's, it's tough. Like, we – our hours are insane. Mm-hmm. And, and inconsistent. And some nights, like, yeah, we get done at 2. Well, we, they may want us to play till 2.30 or 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It, it's happened. And then I don't get, I literally don't walk in the door till 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've walked into my door, not because I'm out partying and doing all that shit. I've walked into my door when the sun is coming up, mm-hmm. leaving gigs. Yeah. And I mean, even the other week, like, I did a one-off gig where I had to drive up and play in northern Kentucky right after playing here, picked up the guitar player, Drove up there, we played the gig, turned around, came right back after the gig, dropped him off. I came home, slept, and then had to be up for another shift at two o'clock. Like, oh, dude. The number of times me and a significant other have been eating together, and it's her breakfast and my dinner yeah. before I go to bed and she goes to work. Yep. So it's, it, it's not, it's not I've, easy. I've, I've been there too. You definitely have to understand what you're getting into. Mm hmm. And, but like, Maybe say that. Like, think about it first <laughs> before yeah. you jump into it yeah. and then make people crazy. And when they have the conversation, because almost every serious musician has this conversation, like, look, I'm a musician. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. If you want to date me, that's great. I would love to date you, but this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then months later, they're mad because that's what it is. Yep. It's, I'm just going to be real. I just stopped dating. I don't blame you. Like legit, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm not trying. I don't care. I don't want to get attached or have any emotional attachment to anybody. I don't have any emotional availability anyways. Like, <laughs> no, but no, my Broadway availability is wide open. Broadway? <laughs> hey man. Tuesday, just don't call me on Tuesday. That's my one designated day off. That's I I like Tuesdays off. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not playing Tuesdays. Any other day of the week, call me. I'll come play for you. I do have some set stuff, but outside of that, if I'm free, let's go. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I want to meet that new yet. people. I, I want to meet new people to play with. That's what I need to do. I, and so that's something that I've I've been trying to do lately. Um, it's been my goal this year is to play with new people, like just expand myself here in nashville because i was i was i had set bands for the last two years and mm-hmm. i didn't have to move mm-hmm. and I, while i still have those two bands i have another band that i just picked up and started my own shift and both of those bands all new players like people that i don't regularly mm-hmm. play with nice. and i 
I really like it. And it's opened me up to like, we've had a few subs and fill-ins opened me up to those people who then in return called me for other gigs. So it's just opened more and more doors and I'm, I'm really liking it. Plus it's making me like go back and play things I haven't played in forever. Cause you play with the same groups, you mm-hmm. play the same songs. Yeah. You'll get requests that are out of your wheelhouse, but you're still playing the same songs every shift. Yep. And while I can do it with my eyes closed and running around, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still okay. I want to play something new, something different. That's smart because if those ever end, your ones you've been in forever, then you're like, and I don't do. know anybody. Well, and so <laughs> that, that was my ends. problem. That was my problem is, you know, my mom has always said this to me is don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't, mm-hmm. count, don't count all your eggs before they hatch. And um, that's something that I never really paid attention to or like listened to until I got here. Mm-hmm. And then I learned, I, then I realized, oh, this is what you're talking about. Yep. This is, these are the situations you mean. Okay. And so I've had to like relearn that. And um, it's like you've said before, you're the net, your, your job is always looking for your next job. Yep. So that's, just, that's a quote from my daddy. You know, if I have one gig a week with one band, and then I've got three gigs a week with this band and either one of those end while well, I have opportunities with the other, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but before I was, I had, I would always have like one band that I would play with and that, that was it. And I maybe fill in here and there, but I, I always had like one or two solid artists and never yeah. played with anybody else. And I mean, yeah, I was like touring the world and doing the USO and AFE tours and stuff, but like, once those end, then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? <laughs> so yeah, I always try to have something else. So that that I had a question pop up. So go for it. Fronting a band, mm-hmm. like you're not so much worried about like trying to find another band to be in. You're worried about where you're playing, and there are significantly less venues than there are people to play with. Mm-hmm. So. What goes through your mind when you're playing a place consistently and you know you want to keep that, but you also know that there's a chance that that could just disappear? Mm. I mean, I think you always live in fear of that. Um, I don't know. I That is something that, that I'm always concerned about if something goes badly. I really communicate with the bar owners and the managers um, probably to an annoying extent. <laughs> like we had a, a show together recently mm-hmm. and I text the manager after and I said, in open communication, it was not a great show. I just wanted to tell you before it got back to you and like had to have, you know, this person on it or whatever. And, um, but I just wanted you to know, like it wasn't up to my standards. So if you hear about it, And he was like, oh, no, we didn't hear anything. It was great. Like, oh, too much information. But (laughs) I like to be as like, I kind of try to have a personal relationship with the management Mm -hmm. if I can, like have them on the same level. Like That's the best. Like I say to the bookers and stuff, I'll be like, hey, man, sorry, blah, blah, blah. And and it's not like a tiptoe around. I'm so sorry. It's like, hey, man, this happened. And, you know try to just I, I don't know I try to just always be like open and honest with them about just, stuff just and clear what's going on yeah. appreciate that yeah I mean 
in my opinion, outside of who you're sharing the stage with, the best relationships you need to have in that building are with your sound guy and the managers mm-hmm. and then the bartenders. And the staff. Thank mm-hmm. you. I agree. I mean, oh, yeah. that's... I, I Every bar that I play at regularly, bars that I play at regularly, I go in and I say hi to every single staff mm-hmm. member. If I don't know you, hi, I'm Kyle. Yeah. Nice to meet you. You know, I, I just... And over time, I I developed these relationships that I can walk into these bars. They know who I am. They're happy yep. to see me. They want to talk to me. You know, they'll, hey, you know, last week didn't go so well, or last week was great, or they want this this week, or the crowd is the you know, like they they the communicate thing. You don't with get you. Get that information unless you have friends. Yeah, and that's what I was, that's what I was just gonna say. No one tells you that if you if you're not trying to make friends with people, mm-hmm. like you're not gonna get that heads up. Oh, hey, by the way, this is what's going on today. Or they didn't like when you like, said this. When I when or... I walk into uh, Lucky Bastards now, because of how long I've been playing there, man, they tell me exactly what's going on that day. Yep. Like they let me know what's up. Same with Old Red. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, this is how the day has been. You know, maybe y'all could try this or like, or, well, you know, they don't necessarily like tell us what to do. But they're just, just kind of like, hey, this is what's going on today. Just heads up, like. Y'all do your thing, but... And hopefully we have enough experience to tailor our vibe for yeah. what they need. Well, and, and, and those two bands specifically, Michaela's and Todd's, like very high energy mm-hmm. rock shows. Like, we're all running around sweating our asses off. Like, we put on shows. And so, like, if it starts out dead, slow, what, like, we always bring the energy and bring people in. It's never been a problem, and they love us. But they still will tell us, hey, you know, it's it's been super slow today. They've had trouble keeping the crowds. Like, we know you guys do great, but mm-hmm. this is how it's been. Like, if it sucks today, it's not necessarily you guys' fault. It has already sucked. You but know? also, don't <laughs> take a lot of chances. Or, <laughs> yeah. or just keep the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> or if we or if we walk in, bro, and it's packed, they're like, yo, it's slammed. Get on stage and like do your thing. Like, hurry up. Like, let's go. Like, you know, they'll they'll do that too. So, but. If you don't play those places, you don't know, don't have those mm-hmm. connections and, and relationships. No one tells you anything. So you're just kind of like, yeah. Well, what, what, what are we doing? What, what are we doing today, guys? What are we starting with? Where are we going? Like, you know, it's it's that kind of like panic you get into. The bartenders are the ticket. Like the mm-hmm. bartenders matter so much, and having a relationship with them matters so freaking much. Couldn't agree more. Like that's. Those are the ones, too, that if there's a problem that maybe management or somebody didn't tell you, your bartender friend will text you and go, like, maybe do some damage control or, like, oh, you I've know, had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, and they'll like, also stick so up much. for you and be like, nah, uh I made bank. Mm-hmm. Hire them. I don't care what so-and-so said. They weren't And paying. so yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. If you want to keep your job, make the sound guy love you, the sound engineer love you, mm-hmm. and make sure that you're not pissing off them bartenders because those bartenders and that sound guy – they're the first yep. person in the line of communication, and they're going to be like, nah, cut them. Yep. Because, I mean, at the Valentine, as you know, how many fucking singers did I go through? Mm-hmm. And it was usually staff would say something, this and there. They don't like this person or whatever. They want this. They want that. And they would come up to me like, all right, this, Kyle, this is what we're doing. So, I mean, it's yeah. best to have those relationships and, and, and build yeah. them. Well, and there are, that's the whole thing, too, is they are our teammates. And I think more often than not, they forget that than musicians I, I, do. I, th- I, th- I think they do because mm-hmm. they, you know, while, yes, we're in the same industry, especially here on Broadway, it's different for them because they're not there providing an entertainment Oh, yeah. It, their job sucks way they're, more. They're getting yelled <laughs> at and screamed at and 
like we're like they're getting crazy drink requests like mm -hmm. crazy requests than we're getting mm -hmm. we can easily say no they can't say no to yeah. you know whatever cocktail no you're getting making. bud light here <laughs> yeah right like you know yeah. So, and they do, and if someone's pissed off, their drinks is wrong or their food's wrong, you know, they, they get the brunt of it. And, you know, then all the bachelorette parties that come and the mm -hmm. birthday parties and bachelor parties. And like, we think it's bad how we have to deal with them. Have you seen yeah. how mm -hmm. the bartenders, and this is why we've talked about bringing a bartender on here for an episode. Yes. And, uh, well, I've, I've talked to both, uh, April and Sean from the Valentine and they definitely want to come in here. And that do would it. Be so fantastic. we'll get them in here. I need to get a hold of Pittsburgh too. I want him on here. Yeah, Aww. definitely would like to have another sound engineer on here for sure. But yeah, it's building relationships, man. Again, networking. It's it's, it's it's what this job is. It's and it's not again, it's not just about making friends with musicians. Oh, excuse me. It's not just about making friends with musicians. Everybody that works in that fucking bar. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Even I get shit for this. I don't care. Because people hate them. The bathroom attendants. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Be their friend, man. Absolutely. Be their friend, because guess what? Once they know your regular shift, they know that you're there, they start telling people about you. Mm -hmm. Hey, have you seen this band? You need to stay for this band. Check out this band. Wait for this band. Then you come in, they see you, they're, same thing. They're fucking excited. Mm-hmm. Most of those guys don't want to be in there doing that no, stuff in the bathrooms. Not. Like yeah. when you go in there and you just give them a little bit of like hospitality and become friends yeah. with them, like that changes their whole attitude, mm -hmm. man. And then then they go and the same thing. They're still there at the end of the night. They're talking to the bar staff, and yep. so if you're mean to them, guess what? They're gonna say something to the bar staff. If you're nice to them, they're gonna say something. Like so, it's the same thing. Everybody that's in that building, man, be nice to yeah, them. Yeah. Also, like, like just, just don't be. Don't be a dick. Don't rule number one. It's almost like we've heard I mean, that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not like we had a whole podcast about that or anything. Right? Yeah. That's mm. a, but that's well, a changing the name of the podcast to just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> AKA mutual respect. We could. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I just bought business cards. I'm not changing the name. <laughs> Speaking of Annie, did, did he show you the business yeah, cards? Yeah, he gave me some. He, he, he. Those are cool. I know, again, we still don't have a camera or two in here, so you guys can't see, but we have business cards that have our logo yep. on one side. I'm holding it upside down. <laughs> There's our logo on one side, and then a QR code on the other side that says, want to be a nobody. And the QR code takes you to, is it a link tree? Yep. A link tree with all of our links and it's information. Got the links to it. Spotify, Apple. It's yeah, got you can go follow. Our socials. Follow everything. We'll follow. probably put more cool stuff up there eventually. Everything. <laughs> everything. If you want one of the cards, everything. Um, we're on Broadway like all the time. Oh. Come say hi. You know, I passed out like 10 walking from Legends to the parking garage. Nice. T two people that like we know in town that ha I know haven't listened to it. But nonetheless, I still well, was like. I tried to give here, Noah a handful here. of them, and he just like stuck them back in the box. And I was like, "Oh, cool, dude." <laughs> yeah, you you want promotion done? Don't give it to him. Clearly. Here's my song that doesn't suck too bad. <laughs> like you you want something like that promoting your shit? I love you, Noah, but come on, bro. <laughs> my new hit. It's got like four plays. <laughs> bro, let me tell His you what. Dry humor cracks. When me it, up. Whenever I do finish this album that I'm working on and I release it, I'm literally going to let it just play on fucking loop on every device I have. Absolutely. And just <laughs> crank them numbers. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to do it. 
smart. So I want to talk a little bit off Broadway. Yeah. What are your hobbies and stuff that you do off of Broadway? <laughs> Anything to get your mind to escape from Broadway? The the music, the work music. You right. know what I mean. She immediately looks at us like, "What's off Broadway? Yeah, yeah I know. What is I, this? What's a hobby? No, it's actually that's funny because that's been a struggle um, for both Harrison and I with burnout over the last few years. We go through phases, and it's like we are not living any sort of life outside of this. So. Um, we have been doing more outdoor stuff. We bought some kayaks. I know. I'm excited. I've been talking to Harrison about going kayaking. That'll be so much fun. Um, which is so funny because I am not athletic in like any way. But the first time I went, I was like, this is the most relaxing, clear your mind. It's it's great. I love it. You don't have to do, like, seriously, I'm I'm not like trying to like dog on you or anything but like kayaking you don't have to do much you sit there yeah, just kind of i know that's why but i would think like <laughs> you don't have to like do it hard just a little yeah, bit and i don't think i realized going. that it was yeah. like a you just kinda, relaxing float you just like you could just yeah and i don't so where are y'all living at now y'all bought a house recently yeah we're in gallatin okay you're in gallatin mm-hmm. so i mean even around here i didn't literally half a mile down the road on Hill pike there's a drop-in for kayaks yeah and like, there's all these little rivers that run through Nashville and Tennessee, and like, there's all these places to go kayaking that are really easy to get to, that aren't far. Yeah, that we have a drop right water. down the road from us. Hell yeah, so exciting! I haven't well, been on that one yet, but he was well, testing it out. So Chelsea has been my uh, kayaking partner lately, which has been awesome because we talked. We're going. Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, she. She loved the trip to Burgess Falls. I did too. It was fantastic. So we're like, all right, we've got to do at least one of these a month. Like we have to. That sounds cool. So um, y'all haven't gone out to Burgess Falls, have y'all? Uh-uh. Okay. I know like we're, whatever. I don't care. We're going to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> I got a truck, plenty of room, a big ass 14 foot open trailer. It can fit as much as we want on that trailer. Let's go. So I say we load up the trailer with the four kayaks. We hop in my car. I got a big ass cooler we can throw in the bed, and we go down to Burgess Falls. Perfect. I'm in. And go kayaking. I'm so in. Like, and we also learned don't go in the morning. That's when everybody goes. Oh yeah. We went. We got out there just because I got a flat tire the night before. Like we ran into some problems, so we didn't leave here until probably noon, and. I was like, man, it's gonna be hot. The whole—it was actually very comfortable. It wasn't yeah. that bad that day, and the water's cold, so like, that's fine. Splash mm-hmm. water on you're fine. But like, we got out there and we started kayaking out, and everybody was coming back in. We got out there. There were three people out Perfect. there. Within ten minutes, all three of those people left, and it was just the two of us. And then we were there by ourselves for like thirty-five minutes before another group showed up. Love but it. But literally, there were sixty people that passed us coming back. So that means there would have been like. 60 kayaks and floats roughly I've just never like, seen like anybody out when I've gone out but we go on like weird we weekday. went we went on a weekday I think it was that's awesome Pretty and that's sure. waterfalls Did yeah you, oh, Burgess yes, Falls please. That sounds it's, so fun. it's about an hour 15 minute or so kayak trip in and, and back so like you know two and a half three hours total of, of kayaking but it's so beautiful smooth water the whole way out there nothing crazy treacherous or hard like it's, it's literally just smooth Love like that. it's an easy easy float yes I'm in. So I'm in. i say i say we do that bobby get you a kayak come join us yeah bobby Man. 
Okay. I can fit it's six. Really look, fun. I can fit six people in my truck. I'm just it's gonna throw really that out fun. there. We can fit six people in that truck. There's plenty of room. And that trailer can right, fit. So here's the deal. Lots of kayaks. I don't know anything about kayaks, so start feeding me some information. Show me what I'm looking for. I'll start shopping. I'm gonna start sending you kayaks like today. I see. We just got crappy ones off marketplace, and they work. <laughs> They're so great. The one that Chelsea uses is a quote unquote crappy one because it's a basic one that I got from yeah. Walmart on that was returned. I got it for seventy bucks. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's good. But for somebody that's under. Five eight. It's a perfect kayak for. Mine's, mine was a teenage size. It's great. It's yeah, th- this this one's technically like a, uh, I guess like kids size. I don't. Know. It's nine feet, so it's not. It's it. It's not comfortable for me. Yeah. Um, the one I have now is ten feet. It's great, but yeah, I got that first one for like seventy bucks. It's a basic kayak. Doesn't have any like storage or anything on it. I put foot pegs on it, and it. It works. It's great. It's gone down. I don't know how many rivers and lakes, and has never had an issue. Seventy dollar kayak, and it, like even when I used it, I just put a little pad in there for me to sit on. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable because it has just one of those like plastic seats that are molded. Yeah. So I just put a little pad on top of that, and it's super fucking comfortable. And just plus it sits you up a little bit higher, so it's easier to paddle. You should try it, Bobby. You <laughs> I mean, like I've it. been kayaking twice, but like. It wasn't on my kayak. I don't know. Look, man, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie. I've also thought about buying two more kayaks, just for the simple fact of you have when I want to go. When I want to go, I could be like, "Yo, I got kayaks, a truck, and a trailer. You just gotta show up. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Like that, I could do. Buy buy me a burger on the way back. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Just fucking go with me. (laughs) It's yeah. I love it. I've been loving it. it, man. And I've been going out. This is kind of stupid sometimes, but, you know, I get done at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll come home, eat, and clean myself up, load the truck, and be out on the water at 4.45 in the morning and watch the sunrise. As tired as I am the next day, it is the most peaceful and beautiful thing to see, like, after what we deal with Mm -hmm. on Broadway and to end my week like that and then just sleep the rest of the day. Yeah. Man, it's it has been something that has been incredible for my mental health. Nice. So yeah, dude, get you a kayak. I'll buy some extra kayaks. Whatever. <laughs> I'll look into it for this sure. This podcast is not is sponsored by kayak. <laughs> if any but kayak if company wants, wants to sponsor <laughs> us, I'll talk about kayaking every podcast. <laughs> you know what musicians like? A good kayak. Yeah. You can get one here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Use so, code blah 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 to get twenty percent off. <laughs> right. So, uh, what about what about anything outside of kayaking? Uh, kind of I'm super hobbies, TV I'm, shows. Yeah, I'm super artsy fartsy person. So I do a lot of painting. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I've been working on this house a lot. So that's been my hobby when I'm not working. When you yeah. buy a house, it's like you got stuff being, to do. Being a homeowner, oh yeah, you always have a, a list mm-hmm. of projects. Yeah. Which I I sent Harrison sent me pictures, of everything. I told him I was like, just let me know when. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we will. I'll talk come about over. That. We'll, we'll take care of it. But yeah, I've been actually been hand painting fake tiles on this big window that we have on like the outside, nice. so that it looks just that kind of thing. Cool. The dog is a hobby. Or a choice, I don't know, a lifestyle choice. So besides <laughs> for like Christmas and people's birthdays, do you bake at all outside of that? Or is it only for like, uh, what? because 
everything you have ever made that I have eaten has been <laughs> fucking amazing. I really love to cook. Um, I do kind of save it for like, I love when something pops up and I'm like, yes, I can make a cake for this birthday or whatever. Um, but it's definitely, it's not something I do all the time. I don't need cake in my house all the time. Look, I, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> me neither. Even though I totally 100% went to Kroger and bought a cake last week. Yeah. But that's besides the point. No, um, I do. I love, I think it's not the baking. I love the decorating and I truly well, love making stuff. That to cake to that people. you brought over to for Chelsea's, Chelsea's. birthday. Yeah. God dang, man. Oof, Ian can tell you about that. I had like slight meltdown. I'm like, this is the ugliest cake I've ever made. She's going to hate it. And I like, thought it was great. But it turned out fine. Sorry. Like, looks like a legit, not, I wouldn't even say store bought, but like a, a custom cake. Like, yeah. it looks like an ordered cake. Like, I was highly impressed. Nice. And then she was like, yeah, I made it. I was like, holy shit. And then I ate it. It I was tasted like, really good, though. <sighs> It tasted it, it, good. It literally just like melted in your mouth. It's amazing. So yeah, I like doing it. Oh, um, my birthday is start in a January. Business. I should start a business. <laughs> if you need a cake. Yo, man. Use this code for 25% off. <laughs> Look, if they're selling fucking, what is it, like $6 a cookie at Crumble or whatever. Yeah. Right? Man, the stuff yeah. that you make, in my opinion, is way fucking Those Christmas better. cookies I made that year Yo, were legit. Those, and those were like an accident. Y- but then I made dozens. They were so good. <laughs> and, and there was fudge in there, and mm-hmm. there was everything. And I don't know. I was playing another gig that you came by and dropped somebody's box off to them, <laughs> and they forgot. <laughs> and I texted them, and they're like, well, I'm leaving town tomorrow. You can just have them. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. I think it was somebody that Harrison nice. had played with but didn't know who I was at all. So I, was, I think he I was, think I was like, filling who? in yeah. with them. I think it was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. And I was like, yo, I texted them. I was like, yo, they brought you cookies. And they were like, I'm leaving town tomorrow. Just take them. I was like, okay. Right, so <laughs> here's the deal. So for my birthday, yes. make me a cake. But I want Lucky Charms marshmallows We on can it. do that. I bought you a, like a huge thing of Lucky Charms yeah, marshmallows one thing. time. <laughs> I'll remember that. When is your birthday? In January. Okay. I'll remind you. Text me. <laughs> That's the other thing. I actually really love doing it. So if I text a friend on their birthday and I'm like, what kind of cake do you want? They always are like, you don't have to do that. I really enjoy doing it. So says, no, you don't understand. You oh, no. it, I'm asking like, the question I'm, because I'm you're leaving, getting a cake. I'm leaving yeah. the day before my birthday, so I'm hitting you up like a week before my birthday Perfect. and be like, hey, I need a cake on this day. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of, I think I'm going to have a party here this year for my birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You came to my birthday party. I did. I did. I think I think I'm gonna have a party here it was this year. Batman theme. Ooh. I got my grill all fixed and cleaned, and it's working. I've been cooking on it lately, and I'm like, ah, it's been so long since I've grilled food for a bunch of people. Oh yeah, that's so much fun. And then if I can find a turkey, I, I should be able to find a turkey around that time of year. But um, I have an oilless turkey fryer, and I cooked Ooh. one last year for Thanksgiving, and it was incredible. Oh, I feel I feel like I saw pictures of you that did. or something. You it most was like, definitely mm, did. Like. Uh, Woody and Kim came over. My mm. ex was here, like, and then I I took some of the turkey to people that I was playing with that night, and they were just like, "Wow, this is incredible!" I'm like, "Yeah," and this was my first time ever doing a turkey. Turkey should be allowed all year. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. Well, Thanksgiving and Christmas only. No, uh, it's because of the the hunting seasons and just like 
just when they're like in season. That's fine then. It's when they're <laughs> you know they they're big and plump and ready to be eaten towards that time of the year. That's fair, I guess. But like we can have chicken every day. Yeah. Chickens grow a lot faster. That makes sense. Chickens grow a lot faster. Things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. No, you do. Turkeys grow slower. I, I don't. I don't know that it's that much big of a difference, but I do know that turkey. Watch. <laughs> Someone is going to text me or email me, but you're wrong, Kyle. You you're saying all this up. shit that you're making all of this up. The number um, of things but, that I think I know that I'm sure I got from somewhere and don't remember the source that come back as completely false. Yeah, drives me insane. I know that I've read this somewhere because I was looking this information. Up I will, I'll straight up be like, "Oh, hey, did you know?" Blah 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 blah, uh, and they're like, "No, it's not. Not even close." Here, look. And you're like, "Are you sure?" So, I don't. That I don't lied. fact check things that I've known for decades. That my parents told me when I was six. Right. <laughs> Getting the info. This is. It takes me. a hen fourteen weeks. Uh, and weighs 15.5 pounds before it can be processed. So 14 to 18 we- uh, 18 weeks to reach the market weight of 38 pounds. Okay. But I'm trying to... We're looking at chickens. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any difference of time. I mean, I was like, what's the difference of... I'm not finding... You know what we need for our podcast? We need one of those guys that just goes and Googles everything we're checker. saying. Yeah, we, we need we need a sound guy. We need a video Joe guy. And we need a can fact we checker. One? But we can't pay any of y'all. Um, <laughs> if we could have those three people working for us, we can't pay any of you. We will give you a, a significant percentage of what we make. Which is zero. So exactly. you'll get zero. And a free kayak ride. <laughs> I'll take you kayaking. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. One of the questions is, can turkeys breed with chickens? Oh. I'm pretty sure not. Are we going to have like a turducken situation going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> they have tried, but have, no, have not had any success. Dude, can we talk about cocaine sharks for a minute? Sure. Cause I heard about that. There are legit okay, cocaine so, sharks. So I was right. Chickens only need six to eight weeks to reach uh, market value. Um, or mar- market weight. Sorry, not market value. Market weight. Where nice. uh, turkeys need significantly longer. They need uh, about 18 weeks. So six to eight to 18 weeks. So it's That's fair. It's it, double. It's Probably. about double. So I was not wrong. You don't have to email me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would like to email us. <laughs> if you would like to email us. We'd love to chat. Message Bob. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I like to talk to people. He does not like to talk to people <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cocaine sharks off the coast of florida how yeah messed up is that? so you know we already had the cocaine bear movie yeah so did you, you watch that i did okay it was did you <laughs> no i've heard about it though. It's, it's they almost make it like a a thrasher film mm. nice like it's 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 almost like a thrasher film like but i found it highly hysterical okay so i, I was also but you know yeah (laughs) so i brought up cocaine sharks to somebody and they were like oh kind of like cocaine bear and i was like yeah but this is real this is what happened and i start going through the story it's like dude that's the plot of cocaine bear and i was like cocaine bear really happened i don't know 
But yeah, no, don't go I, to Florida. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, I guess it was like on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere. It came across, and I was like, "What?" And I started looking into. it. I was like, "Oh, this is real." Because I thought it was just like a joke spinoff of yeah, Cocaine yeah. Bear. Yeah, and they're like, "Nope, no, this is real." There's cocaine in the water. That's they're terrifying. getting to, it. and I'm like, "That makes complete fucking sense." <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, there's coat millions of pounds of cocaine dropped in the water a year, especially around Florida. Like that makes complete sense that some kind of sea creature would finally get but it to has it. To be like the scariest and being, one, and it being a fucking shark. Right? You came like right. awesome penguin, <laughs> <laughs> something a sloth. Ugh. Man, I, I was sharks. I was in the kayak the other day and sitting there just chilling in the water, smoking, just hanging out, waiting for the sun to rise. And all of a sudden, this big old bass just jumps right because like I was just like chilling. I hadn't put the paddles in the water or nothing for like 10 minutes. I was just hanging out waiting for the sun to come up. And this damn fucking big ass bass had to have been between 10 and 15 pounds. Like big old thing. Jumps up, catches whatever it was going after, and then smacks the yeah. front of my kayak oh. and literally just spun my kayak around. I was like, oh, That's crazy. wow, you have more power than I thought you did, little fish. There's some, <laughs> there's some big fish out there right now. Oof. So you're gonna make a cake for our birthdays? Yes, I will. Yeah, and then you're gonna uh, bake for for Christmas, yeah. and then I'm gonna cook everybody's turkeys for Thanksgiving. Love it. Awesome. Actually, I'm I'm not kidding you. I really thought about doing that this year, like legit making like four or five turkeys and just giving them to people. So I enjoy cooking it, but I know like last year after the th- three people that I had here left, I had turkey for days, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't eat all this. Yep. I can't eat all this at all. But well, we live in the land of starving musicians. So, so just and away. well, last year a lot of people went home. Yeah, because I got oh, they, again. I got a lot of gig offers last year, mm-hmm. but I stopped. I did stop taking gigs on Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Eve, and Christmas. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I because I did some with you twenty twenty one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I think I did a triple that and, day. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> we both did. What? I'm trying to remember where we were. We were at Crossroads, and then I miss. Oh, I think I was at FGL because I think Will Beeman was on one with. Weren't me. we? No, there it is. Will Beeman. Will oh Beeman. shoot, man! Will Beeman I was mentioned. Mark your bingo card. Um, weren't we at the Valentine and then? Maybe. Over, I I know I went from the Valentine to Crossroads, and at least one of the I feel like both of those were with you. I feel maybe. like maybe I feel like that. I I think they were. I think we were together been. that day. I don't know. I think we literally like went from across the street from the Valentine to fucking Crossroads. That might have been. Oof! I must have blocked that out. Because triples yeah. hurt. Yeah, they do. Yeah, for days. Yeah. Dude, even doubles, man. If I have a back-to-back double, the next day I'm down. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just like I'm. The, thankfully, like today I have the split double. It gives me some time to relax. Like, and even Monday I had a split double. Came home and napped for like an hour. But when you have the back-to-back doubles, yeah. And then any of those dudes, I don't care if you're a drummer or a guitar player or bass player or whatever. You, if you're doing a triple or a quad, you are insane. Yeah. That's all I can say. You're insane. Yeah, I, I will try my And I have people tell me all the time, the they're like, oh, I'd, I'll do I'll do two days of quads, and then I have six days or five days off, and I'm like, But you need still. eight days to recover. Yeah, yeah like, you got to recover at least two of them days, and then I know you, I mean, and I get some of these guys have kids, so, like, 
it, it's easier for them to work just two or three days instead of five or six. But man, I like just working four hours a day. And then I got kids, and not ain't. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that though in in the mm-hmm. beginning days, doubles and triples, like mm-hmm. insane. Oh, I mean, I. But we I had to, to though because the pay wasn't that great that's, at the moment. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to eat, we had to. Yeah. Oof. Don't miss that. Because a lot of those shifts, it was like, well, we made 60 bucks. Let's mm-hmm. go to the next one, see if we do better. So speaking of holidays, the holidays are coming up. Um, we are now officially in Halloween season. You're welcome. Yes. Okay. yes. I know it's still summer, but yes, we're in Halloween season, 100%. Um, what's y'all's favorite holiday? Like just Halloween. Okay. Absolutely. Halloween. Ugh. I don't think I have a favorite holiday. Do you have a least favorite holiday? Christmas. I have the most stressful Christmas. holiday, <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. Um, no, I I like all holidays, but I prefer like someone's birthday. The fake <laughs> happiness around Christmas is what like creeps me out. Like the whole everything's jolly and happy and blah blah blah, and it's literally the most depressing time of the year. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I feel like everybody is trying to be fake. And, like, mm-hmm. I get it. If you're in the corporate world, I understand why Christmas is great because, like, this, you're going on vacation and you get to go and see family you haven't seen. And you have all this time off because you've been working and you had all these deadlines. And, boom, it's the end of the year and you're going into New Year's. That's not how it is for us. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, it's like. And I will say having the kids helps because you can do something for somebody. Yeah, and see how happy they get. Mm-hmm. And so that helps. But it doesn't counteract all of it. Oh man, I just uh, I just spoil the shit out of my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I, I just send them a bunch of stuff. Nice. I try to be that cool uncle, man. Just you're definitely a cool uncle for sure. No, question. I'm an uncle. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm uncle. an uncle. I don't know. I'm a cool uncle, but I'm an uncle. So you you don't have a favorite holiday? Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah. I, hey, that's like out. You get to go, you go camping out, you know, and that's, that's fair. Grill. Outside. <laughs> Most places are closed, like just chilling. I just haven't gone home for a holiday in seven years, so it's kind of like yeah, it's been it's it's been a minute since I've gone home for a holiday. I usually go home on like non holidays because it's way cheaper (laughs) and less people. Yep. But uh, yeah, four twenty and Halloween for me. That's good. I like (laughs) Halloween too, but I feel like as I've gotten older, less people are are doing anything. So there's well, so for me, it's. October 28th is my birthday. I'm a Halloween baby. So, like, it's my favorite time of year because it's yeah. my birthday and it's Halloween. And I just love spooky shit. So, like, the so season. Like, yeah. Halloween it's, it's, season. That's what I said. See, we're, I, that's why I, I said we're I in Halloween season. I want a gig right on now. Halloween and I want the band to dress up and that makes me so happy. Oh, man. My mom bought me a uh, Bucky's Beaver onesie because we oh, talked about it. Got so oh, you got we it. We talked about it on the last, the last podcast. I said something about it. If anyone is out there and finds one, like I, I wear an extra large. My mom got me one and Good mailed it to me. So, like, what's crazy is I was having like the worst freaking day, man. And I was just, just down, just down. Didn't want to go to the gym, didn't want to do it, didn't want to leave the house. I was like, fine, I'm going to go to the gym. I just, I need to be active. So I went to the gym and I was feeling better, but still, you know, still in my little like depression phase. My mom texts me. She goes, hey, are you at home? I said, no. She goes, uh, you have a package at your door. I was like, what is it? She goes, just a little surprise. That's and I'm so like, like what you, like, what are you surprising? She goes, it's a surprise. You'll see. I'm like, all right. So I get home. I see the box and I, and I open it up. 
and I first opened it up, it just looks like a brown bag. And I'm like, the fuck, she's sending me a brown bag for? Like, I, I pick it up, and it's soft. I'm like, oh, it's a blanket? And I opened it up, it was the beaver onesie, oh. dude, and I lost my shit. Perfect I timing. put that on. I was like, my mood changed. I was like, whatever the fuck I was mad about or upset about, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, this is the greatest day ever. I have a fucking beaver onesie. And I wore that motherfucker around the house until I had to go to my gig. That's awesome. Your like, mom's awesome. I'm all school, I don't even man. think my mom knows I have a podcast. Well, I'm all school, <laughs> man. I think my I think my mom might be our number one fan on this podcast, like legit. Nice. She has listened to every single episode. I'm pretty sure, and she asks me questions about all of them. She gives me advice. She'll make comments on things. Like she's active or like interactive with me about it. So so is this why I'll get the random text from you? Like, hey, we were ADHD as fuck. We yep. gotta rein it in. Mom yep. said. Yep, pretty much. Mom <laughs> be like, hey, this one was really hard for me to follow. Can you um, rein it in a little bit? I'm like, yeah, I know. Trust I me. Mean, was- I'll admit, there's been a few that were hard for me to follow and I'm really good at following and there's been a couple where Kyle and I were like, which conversation which are happening? we in right now? <laughs> I don't remember whose it was. There was one where I just stepped back. I was like, I'm not, I, I can't even talk. Like, it's just, y'all go. And it, it was everywhere. Yeah. It was absolutely fucking We've had a few everywhere. of those. This one's kind of that way. We've yeah. been on a lot of subjects that <laughs> were towards, not related towards to the Broadway. End, yeah. Hey, you know, we started off real well. We talked about yeah. Annie and, and her life here on Broadway and got her insight. Yeah. And then we started to learn a little bit more about Annie, about how she likes to bake for people and how she's going to make us all cakes for your birthdays. And if Lucky you want a cake for a birthday, you can hit up Annie on Instagram and she'll make you a cake for your birthday. See what I'm doing here? I'm trying to help you make another business. Yeah. Just giving you a side hustle. Okay. <laughs> All because we want a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Anybody well, I'll start a cake business and I'll sponsor you, but I won't give you any money, but you can say. Look, I mean, right now we'll by. go with that. Okay. Here's the deal. You start a cake business. Okay. You then sponsor us. Okay. Okay. And we talk about you on the podcast. You put some business cards in, in, in your listeners. place. Tens, tens of <laughs> listeners. You put you put our business card in your place of business, mm-hmm. and then once a month you give me a cake, and th- we're good. Oh, I like, like that. I, J- just just you. Once you can negotiate your own deal later. <laughs> Look, bro. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Shark Tank right now. What do you? Maybe, maybe you are. Welcome to Nashville for Nobody's Shark Tank edition. So tune in next week to find out who the new co-host is. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's busy eating cake. Oh, man. It's just going to be me in the back corner eating cake. There's going to be a new person. (laughs) What's your favorite kind of cake? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I'm basic. Chocolate. I'm just a chocolate person in general. Oh, like fudge, though. Fudge chocolate. Mm -hmm. Do you make fudge also? I made fudge for the first time, the one you were talking about. Well, it was fucking good. It it's was messy. so good. Ugh. Fudge is messy. It's so messy. Man, my mom, she, when we were growing up, every Let's Christmas. Rub it in that you got a great mom. <laughs> mom, you are amazing. I hope you know that. Yeah, I'm going to rub it in. My mom's amazing. That's awesome. What? No, <laughs> I'm all I'm so saying happy. was, like, growing up, Christmas every year, like, I remember coming home on the last day of school for before Christmas break, and my mom would be home because she would take her breaks during Christmas, too, to hang out with us. And um, she would just be like baking cookies and fudge. 
and it was just like the greatest thing to come home to after the last day of school and man i haven't had that in years and i'd kill for that just to come home to a house full of like baked goods oh my god i have to explain to you the mental movie that i just watched so think of kyle as he is now green mohawk and everything (laughs) but like short and a fat kid and he gets off the bus and he's like skipping and hopping and jiggling and dancing and he's like this is why I'm fat this is why I'm fat this is why this is why this is why I'm fat and he's wearing you're, you're the Bucky's right. onesie yeah <laughs> where, where, where with, the Bucky's onesie yes with the beard and the mohawk and hold on like exactly like you are now but short and wide look bro I'm gonna be honest with you here's the deal the reason I go to the gym so much it's because I eat so much shit. <laughs> Speaking of working out, Kyle. Um, what? I'm back in martial arts. I saw Ooh. that. I did. I saw you post up something that said it had been a while. Yep. Um, that's awesome, man. It hurt like it's been a while. Too. I don't fucking believe it. Dude, people have been trying to get me back into that stuff, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, I signed up. I signed up uh, Katie, and part of the package thing is like I can take classes for free. So it's like, well, shit. I'm gonna get every dime worth I can get yeah. out of this. So, so I'm back to taking class to turn this whole conversation directly on you now. Dum 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 dum. I was having a conversation <laughs> with Chelsea the other day, uh-huh. and both of us were just like ranting and raving over you and how oh. fucking good you look. Yeah, like don't know whatever the hell you've been doing. We both were talking about. It, we were like, Annie looks fucking great. So, I've lost a lot of weight. I'm I'm proud of you. You seem to be doing really well. You seem so much happier and more uplifted than mm-hmm. you you were a year two years ago. Yeah. Um, you just seem in a much better mental space, and I, I, am. I love seeing that for you. Thanks. Like, you've always been wonderful to be around, but like, I just something about you lately. It's just been. A little, little extra, I guess yeah, you could say. to me too, so. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, I'm proud of you. We were talking about it the other day. We were both just like, whatever the fuck she's doing, it's awesome. It's working for her. Like, that's amazing. So. Mental health, very important. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, 2021 and 2022 were doubles and triples for me mm. every, other, every day and just constantly working. And this year has been focusing on my mental health like taking days off time for myself that's why again did i need to go buy another kayak no but let me tell you what man that was one of the best decisions i've made mm-hmm. this year just because it's something i can't i can do with people or by myself like and i can get the same yep thing out of out of each situation so yeah it's mental health especially in our industry mm-hmm. yes I, I didn't mean to take this last weekend off. It kind of just happened, and I got offers for gigs, and I just I said no. I was like, look, I, I need two days. Yep. I, I haven't had two days off on a weekend, nonetheless, in well over a year. I, yes, please. It's important. And for one of the days, I laid around and did nothing. And the other day, I was extremely productive, but it was very much needed. So, yeah, like – I know there's a lot of y'all that listen to this podcast that play doubles and triples and it's awesome and you make great money and I'm proud of all you guys, man. You're kicking ass in town. Fucking take care of yourself because that Mm -hmm. shit takes a toll on you. Mm -hmm. It really does when you do it for so long. I know some of you guys are new to town 
and or you've only been doing a lot of the gigs for a short period of time and you want to get your name out there, I, I get it. But please make sure you're taking at least one day a week to yourself. Take a step back you'll away from Broadway. You'll feel better. Work. You'll play better. You will. You truly, truly will. And you'll be more engaged. I know our job. I'm not here to like preach sobriety or anything like that. Um, I don't have a problem with anyone drinking or anyone that does drink. But even taking a step away from that for just a short period of time, man. I mean, a couple days, ten days, something like that. I highly just recommend it. Like you don't have to, but I just recommend it. It's it's great for your mental health, for for your physical for health. your physical health. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's are it's so easy. Are you sober right now? Not right. Well, kind of. So my last one was not like a planned cleanse like I'd done in the past. Mm-hmm. It was actually like I need to change my relationship with alcohol because it's so easy down there to be mm-hmm. like I'm bored. Here's a yep. shot, and then you're six shots deep. Every single day, yeah, at every single yeah. show. Like, I'm not bored anymore. Or, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and it's so easy. But um, so I took three months off. And the goal, and I talked about this in therapy and stuff too in advance, was like the goal is to like be able to use it when it's really going to enhance the situation, like going to a barbecue or like having wine with my friends or whatever. And so I've probably fallen back on a few shows that was a little harder than I planned but my mentality on it has really changed after three months yeah like one month it's good for you but it doesn't really change anything no. in your brain no it, it does not I did one month last year and my 30 days was on July 4th so that mm-hmm. July 4th I could go out and party yep and it it, it, it did not change my mm-hmm. mental state whatsoever or like my true relationship with alcohol. It just gave me a break, which was good for mm-hmm. my body. But if you really want to feel a mental change in it, you you need more than a yeah, month. Yeah, it's not I long mean, enough to notice I, differences. I didn't really start feeling it. Pro- I'm Like I said, I'm 80 days today. I don't think That's I so really awesome. started feeling it till right around like 60 or 65 days where mm-hmm. I was like, I feel good. I'm sleeping better. Now, granted, my sleep schedule still sucks. I'm sleeping better, though. Oh, yeah. Weird stuff happens. Dreams and, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, those first three weeks uh, withdrawals are real. Like, it's real, especially with how much I was drinking. I mean, I was literally drinking half a bottle of tequila a day, like half a handle. Yeah. It was bad, really bad. So... It's yeah. easy to do, everybody out there. I mean, it's our, really our, easy to do. We're surrounded. We're surrounded by alcohol, and our job is to not only entertain and yep. sell music; it's to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're and not being judged for it by no. everybody out there. It's encouraged. The, everybody you know? out there uh-huh. thinks it's amazing. They're like, "Yeah, let's get the band drunk." Yeah. Like everybody loves it. The band's mm-hmm. partying, you know. And, and I mean, in their perception, like they get to go out on the weekends and drink, or they're on vacation and drinking. And so that's the environment that they see. They don't see it from our perspective. Yeah, they're not like, realizing. This is our every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if this is when we drink, we drink every, every day. day. Yep. For sure. So I'm glad I don't drink. Well, yeah. we're a little over. A big problem. We're a little over time today, but that's okay. I've really been enjoying this. I don't even want to stop. To be honest, know, right? <laughs> um, but. You have any any final questions for Annie before we get I out of here? I do. Kay. And it's not like a super weird one. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the song. Okay. But it's one that we played when we were doing the trio. Okay. 
and it's the one i believe the story was something like harrison was just having an off day and he was like screw it i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. write a song yeah and then wrote this gorgeous goofy kind of tongue-in-cheek love song Uh uh-huh are there plans for recording that yet yes so that song is called same dreams um and yeah he wrote it we were just bad times and he wanted to be angry and I was like I'm stressed out can you please not be angry and go like write something positive instead so he did um and people love it which is great we've been recording it for like six months (laughs) like people are available and then not available and whatever um but with that time I think we've decided we want it to be more broken down acoustic to release it so I think we're gonna try to record soon with just drums and acoustic guitar okay so it is yes it is in the works we're just trying to figure out still it's his baby so he like does not want to simba style until it's ready like (laughs) right and also one of those man i i get that and i i have a problem with a lot of writers and producers so are y'all doing it like at your own in your house or in a studio? Or? Uh, well, we actually got the opportunity to do it at Dark Horse. Oh, nice. Um, Dark Horse I know, is and so it's cool. almost done. Like, we have everything. But I don't know. He's just kind of rethinking. I get it. It's, you, you, you listen to it so many times, and you're like, well, this could go here. Mm-hmm. I should change this or take this out or add this in. So it's like when you're writing it, I mean, yeah. I, I get and that. Like, I get why this is his baby because this is the kind of it's song really that personal. like you write this song one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, and like you said, it's very very personal. It's very, very yeah. You're he's being very vulnerable here. Like, yeah. but <laughs> and, people and it, really seem to love it. it and because it's that multi layer. Because it just surface level, it's kind of a tongue in cheek love uh-huh. song. It's like oh well, life is life, and then we still mm-hmm. love each other. It's yep. good, but then like if you listen to it and really like. Like no, this is real life. <laughs> this is how it really yeah. is, and he like to be able one. to get to that location where you're like, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it will be. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, people like it, so I don't know. I think he's also afraid it might not go over, and then it'll be like ugh, dagger to the heart. But I think it'll be. I, this it's gonna point, go well. It doesn't. Matter. Yeah, I know. You just gotta get it out. I think I think it'll go over just fine, and yeah. he has so many people in town that love oh, him. Absolutely, and there, and not not just him. There's so many people in town that I know that love you guys, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that love y'all, and y'all, you're gonna have so much support behind that song. Absolutely, I hope so. And we'll put it on the podcast playlist. Absolutely, yeah. we'll bring Harrison in here, do an interview with him before it releases. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I know. Trust me, <laughs> I've talked to him about it. I know. The thing is, is like he would be great at it because he's great at just hanging out and having a conversation and he would be so fun and you well, should tell him that because well, well, he does not agree with well, that <laughs> that's what every a lot of people are like oh a podcast i don't, I don't want to come in yeah. and do it i'm like well if you listen to our podcast or anything about it like you understand like it's very just, just an open concept like yeah we have some questions we're gonna ask some questions but then we're gonna kind of follow where the conversation mm-hmm. goes I'm not going to be here and just grilling you with a hundred questions. That's fucking boring. Who wants I mean, that? Bottom line is we don't get a chance to sit and hang out and mm-hmm. talk. So I want to do that. He would turn <laughs> it around on you guys and make you talk though. He's a listener, which is great for me. Cause I never shut up, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try to talk him into it. Please do it. If it helps, you can come back on with him. Then he will really say nothing. 
Oh, we'll ask him things. He'll have to say something. I'll, I'll take him out on on a kayak trip, and I'll convince him. Perfect. I'll convince him. Hi to Mike. Don't let him know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, secret podcast. Just, just let him know that that's the podcast. But hey, man, we got to tie our uh, our kayaks together for this next thirty minutes. Right. Um, I just, don't know why. Could, could you speak <laughs> up, like, and direct it toward like yeah. over here? <laughs> <laughs> speak into my chest right here. This spot. <laughs> Could we maybe not talk about SpongeBob so much right now? He does love Spo- I love it when he plays SpongeBob he on stage. SpongeBob. He does. He loves SpongeBob. <laughs> All right, Annie. Well, where where can everybody find you on social media? Oh, that's a hard one because we're changing everything up. But you can just look up Annie's Bad Habit. Thanks, Bobby, for the name. Technically, uh, Annie's Bad Your Habit. Bad we just have Instagram right now. Working on other stuff but you can i think i'm under annie gavin doyle yes. on my instagram and that, my that's Facebook. your instagram because i just tagged you in that yeah, so. That's it. <laughs> nice. so and you can find me somewhere on broadway probably that's it awesome what i don't think we asked you this what are like the main bars that you're playing at right now oh well, it's like, been changing so we're on tc jason aldean's casa rosa uh luke's tequila cowboy fgl a lot um, and then Tin Roof, I've been playing out a lot lately, hopefully more soon. And Whiskey River and Lucky Bastard. Everywhere. You could pretty much look anywhere except for the purple building. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yep. The purple people eater. <laughs> just about. Just the about. level of understanding that mm-hmm. just happened in this room. Yeah. Yep. All right, Bobby, where can they find you at, man? I am at Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music everywhere. If you search for me, it's pretty easy to find. Kyle, what about you? I'm Kyle Thurkey, a Thurkey base everywhere. Again, if you're looking for me, I'm not that hard to find. You can find me. Um, guys, once again, thank y'all so much for listening every week. I, I watch the numbers. They keep going up. I know you are listening. I have people reach out to us, people that come up to me in public. Thank you so much. This podcast has been really awesome for me and i know that bobby thoroughly enjoys it this is his baby i know that i kind of like will take a lot of the reins as the front person but truly this is bobby's podcast and i am honored to be on it so thank you guys for listening in every week uh it it means the world to both of us we we greatly appreciate you guys annie thank you for coming in thank you and and talking with us and thank you for giving both of us gigs constantly yes um you don't really hear it much from us but bobby and i do talk about you and how much we appreciate all the things you do for us so much Um, anytime so yeah it we love sharing the stage with you we'll do it any day thank you so much for everything you do and uh Until next time, guys, AMF. Bicycle. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up, and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.